Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day. Amen. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord one more time. Amen. You may be seated for a few moments. Don't you fall asleep on me now. Amen. It's so good to be here. Amen. Give honor to your pastor, his wife. We love the McGee's. Amen. We appreciate their, their fellowship. We appreciate their ministry. And I'm not just saying that because I'm preaching here. I, I honestly, sincerely mean it. Amen. We love them. We appreciate them dearly. I also want to give honor to my friend, my good friend, Amen, Pastor Frederick. Amen. Good friend of ours. We love him as well. Maybe not as much, but we love him too. Amen. Good friends of ours. I love to be around people I can joke around and and be myself around. Amen. My wife, my wife gives her hellos. Amen. For the simple fact, amen. She's not here. Amen. Had every every attempt to be here, but the uh, the youngest one, not not the newest one. I get this all mixed up, so I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I'm in the middle one. I'm in the middle one. Has a temperature, and she felt as if it was best. That she will stay back, amen. We know everybody wants to see her, uh, the newborn I'm talking about. Amen. We know everybody wants to see the newborn. But just look at me. She looks just like me. She'll be single the rest of her life looking like me. Amen. Just pray her looks change immediately. Amen. When I saw this baby, I said, ain't no way she's going to have a boyfriend. And that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So that's 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 a plus for me, Amen. So, yeah, I just I just love my family, and 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 and, and he he's not the only one that has asked me that question. When's the next one? Never, Amen. I thought I was done when I said two, but then two ended up being three, and and we're not gonna double this no more. We're not gonna do this no more, Amen. It's it's, it's hard enough going out to eat with two. Better yet, three. Feeding two, better yet three. I'm a cheap budget man, so, amen, I get it from my mama. Amen, if you will stay with me for the reading of the word. Psalm 37, verses 23, 24, and 25. Psalms 37, verses 23, 24, and 25. Amen, my whole day has been packed with this scripture deep in my heart. Really feel encouraged of the Lord, feel the leading of the Lord tonight. Amen. The minister on this. Amen. Psalms 37, verses 23 through 25. It said, The steps of a good man, not just any man, but a good man, are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him. With his hand. I've been young and now I'm old. 
yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. But I'm just going to go all the way back to verse 23. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Lift your hands all over this house right now. Lord, we love you tonight. God, we praise you tonight. God, we magnify you tonight. Lord, counsel my words that everything that I say, let it be orchestrated. Let it be ordained of you tonight. God, I pray for breakthroughs to happen all over this congregation. I pray healings to happen all over this congregation. God, let your will be done as the Spirit of the Lord dwells in this temple tonight. I pray, Lord God, that we do not leave this house the same. But, Lord, we leave this house changed tonight. God, I pray, Lord God, for a mighty outpouring of your Spirit. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that we continue to feel the power and the anointing that we felt all service. And God, I'm praying, Lord God, for a mighty move of your spirit tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. I, I feel the presence of the Lord in such a strong way. Amen. And I just want you to understand tonight. Tonight, I really believe that God wants to minister to this body tonight. I believe that God wants to speak to this body tonight and that's just that's just what I'm going to do I may preach I may I don't know what I'm going to do but we're just going to obey the Holy Ghost tonight is that okay you may be seated for a moment it's in every man's life every saint of God's life I mean that you're going to go through an episode where you fall and life itself, amen, when we fall, we feel as if we're a failure. We feel as if there's no sense in us getting up. We feel as if we done betrayed. We done let God down because we fell short. It is not the will of God for you to stay there, amen, but it is the will of God for you to get back up. The Bible says that a just man falls seven times, but he rises back up again. And I want somebody under the sound of my voice in this congregation to understand tonight that just because you fail don't mean you can't get back up again. Just because you made mistakes don't mean you can't get back up again. Though you may fall, you shall not be utterly cast down. You are in the hands of the almighty God. What are you saying, Brother Seals? I'm saying mistakes are going to come. Issues are going to happen. Life is just life. But don't ever take the back seat and feel like because I made a mistake that I I am not able to be in the presence of God because I've made a mistake. I am unable to worship and give everything unto God because of my life, because of the things that I have done, amen, in the places that I have been, that I feel as if I am unqualified. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Though he may fall, but the Bible says uh, that you are still in his hands. Uh, amen. I know some of us are falling. I know some of us may have made a mistake. Uh, and I know some of us may be in a decision right now. But I want you to understand something tonight. Uh, though you may fall, you're in the hands uh, of the Almighty. Come on, somebody. You're not in the hands of the government. Uh, you're not in the hands of the president. Uh, you're in the hands of the Almighty God that has the first and the final say-so. Come on, 
you're in the hands of the almighty God that declared the end from the beginning. Are you hearing me tonight? You are in the hands of the almighty God. I, I've been young. Anybody been young before? And now I'm old and I still have not seen the righteous forsaken. That was not no joke, I promise you that. Amen. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. I have not seen the righteous. Anybody ever seen the righteous forsaken? I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor have I seen his seed begging bread. Can I just tell somebody in this place tonight? Amen. God is going to provide. God is going to make a way. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Amen. You just do what you got to do. You stay faithful to the house of God. You stay faithful to that prayer room. You stay faithful in the word. You stay faithful in God. And God will see you through. No, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, I have not seen his seed begging bread tonight. And we feel like because we fail. I feel so good tonight. We feel as if just because we have fallen and just because we fail. Amen. We feel as if we cannot get our breakthrough and we feel as if that we cannot worship I'm just going to be quite honest with you tonight the presence of the Lord is hovering over us as they begin to sing you can just feel the wave of the Holy Ghost sweep through this congregation and then then was an opportunity for somebody to get a breakthrough then was the opportunity for somebody to get restored then and still is the opportunity for somebody to get renewed Preacher, I've been down a long time. Well, you ain't got to stay down any longer. Why? Because God said that it's time to get back up now. Yeah, you may fail, but it's time to get back up now. I'm trying to preach somebody off the ground and get you back up to your feet and realize that God is still on your side and realize that just because you fail is not over. Lift your hands all over this house right now. Come on, somebody. Oh, God. I've fallen short. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. But that's not going to stop me from lifting my hands. That's not going to stop me from lifting my voice. That's not going to stop me from giving it everything that I've got. Come on. I don't care the mistakes you made. What matters is is what you do after the mistake. What you going to do after the mistake? Uh, what you going to do after the mistake? Uh, I know folks that after the mistake, uh, they try their best uh, amen, to stay away from the house of God. Uh, because every time they come to the house of God, uh, they get convicted. Uh, I didn't make too many mistakes. Uh, I don't feel like God could do anything. Where you read that in your Bible? I don't read that in my Bible, that God can't do anything. God can take a vessel that's been broken, that's been destroyed, that's been messed up, and put it back together and mend it again. And what the enemy meant for your bad, God will turn it around and make it for your good. What was supposed to destroy you will be a testimony. What was supposed to destroy you is going to be a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. I said a stepping stone. Sit down for a moment. Peter said, Lord, if it be you, Lord, bid me to come to thee on the water. 
the Lord told him to come immediately he could have said you know what I don't see nobody else stepping out so that means I'm not going to step out I don't see nobody else moving so that means I'm not going to move if you base what you do on what everybody else is doing you'll never get nowhere in God Amen. So he began to walk out of the water. You heard the story before. He began to walk upon the water. Amen. To make his way to the Lord. And the Bible says that he looking around, looking at the storm that was surrounding him. He began to sink. He fell. He began to sink. No, God didn't forget about him. He fell. He began to sink. And the Bible says immediately he caught him. You see, God's going to catch you. God's not going to let you drown. God's not going to let you die. Come on, somebody. God's not going to let you go. Oh, God, help me. Yeah, he's going to catch you. I may not feel like he is. I may not feel like he's on time, but he's going to catch me. I'm not going to drown. I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm not going to die. I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind, He's looking like I should have never did this. It's too late now. Once you step out, you can't step back. It's a whole lot worse when you step back, as a matter of fact. He could have just stepped here. But no, he's going to walk out. He's going to fall. He's going to cry out. And the hand of God is going to catch him immediately. You see, we say he's an on-time God. I don't know how much we really believe that. We sing the song. But do we really feel like he's an on-time God? Well, why didn't God stop him? Why didn't God tell him to stay back? It was a test to see if he was going to trust God or not. About what you're going through and what you've been through is all this is is a test for your testimony. We want the anointing and we want the great things of God. But we're not trying to go through no storms and we ain't trying to go through no issues. Some of the greatest men that I know been through issues where they felt like God had forgotten about them. Where they felt like God had forsaken them. Where they felt like they couldn't do it at all. Oh, thou of little faith. Oh, God, help me. Wherefore thou doubtest? He doubted when he looked around. He doubted when he looked at the storm and took his eyes off of God. When you take your eyes off of God, you'll fall. And everybody in this room done took their eyes off of God. A time or two, a time or three. Everybody in this room then took their eyes off of God and fell. But you know what you did? You're in the house of God, which tells me you got back up again. Which tells me you said, I'm not going to let my situation, I'm not going to let these issues keep me from the house of God. We let petty things keep us from church. We let petty things keep us from the house of God. We let petty things keep us away from the altar. When this thing, all it should be doing. It's given me so much fuel that I'm fixing to make my way to an altar. Issues and all, burying and all, hurt and all. Sit down for a moment. This man, this man, I don't read in the Word of God where Peter turned around and asked anybody for their approval. What you think about me stepping out, don't matter. I heard the voice of God. 
What you think about me doing this for God? What do you think about me stepping out and evangelizing? What you think about me doing a work for the kingdom? What you think about me being a mission? I'm not going to ask everybody for their opinion because there's always going to be one person that's going to say you shouldn't do it. There's always going to be one person that says you know what you shouldn't move. But if you heard the voice of God and God told you to come, you ain't got no choice but to get up. Come on, it's not just me telling you to get up. It's God telling you to get up. Here you've been down a long time, longer than what you need to be down. And God said enough is enough. It is time to get back up. Was that a revival? Was that a revival? Tell this young lady, said, God said that if you will come to the altar, you see, sometimes I feel like we think because we're in our pew, that gives us every right not to come to an altar. Wrong. As a matter of fact, the pew is where we get our comfortable zone in. You ever, you ever seen a spirit of God move and folks just grab a hold on to the pew? They ain't trying to move. They ain't want to move. They, they, they holding on to what that's going to do. It's going to keep you in that situation, in that struggle another day. I'm on the pew is a safety zone. The pew is where you feel safe at and where you feel comfortable at. So when you step out of that pew and make your way right to that altar, that says a whole lot more than you just sitting in a pew. What did it tell me, Brother Seals? It tells God I'm desperate. It tells God I need something. It tells God I'm not playing games. It tells God that I'm serious. I don't want to stay in my pew with the power of God that's in this room tonight. I don't want to just sit around and look at everybody else get a touch and look at everybody else get a breakthrough and then there's me. There's me that's leaving the same. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Tell her so you come to the altar you'll get, you'll get your breakthrough. Lady begins to make her way to the altar. She gets to the altar and people praying with her. And she opened up her mouth. And she said, God, why do you love me so much? And I stopped her. I said, stop. What? She said, just stop. I said, you're praying in a hurtful, you're praying as if you're, you're regretting this. Why do you love me so much? Why, well, why, do you, why do you want me here? I said, you can't, if you pray like that, you'll stay in your situation. You see, she was praying in regret. Oh, God, help me tonight. She was praying in hurt. She wasn't trying to get out of the hurt. She was just hurt. Amen. And she came to the altar, didn't know what to do. I said, lady, you need to begin to thank God. You need to begin to magnify God. You need to begin to worship God. You need to tell God how great he is. Come on, don't just woe with me. Come on, I don't want no pity party tonight. I want a move of God. I want a genuine move of the Holy Ghost. I don't want no pity party. Don't you feel bad for me? I, I need something from God. Come on, yeah. I need something from God. That lady lifted up her hands. That lady lifted up her hands and began to worship God and began to praise God. There's something that happens when you worship. Something that happens when you worship. And then something else happens when you don't worship. What happens when you worship is you feel the power of God. What happens when you worship is you get a breakthrough. What happens when you worship, you'll get renewed. But when you don't worship, 
when you don't worship and when you just sit back, when you don't worship and you don't move, all you're doing is putting yourself deeper and deeper and deeper in that wound. All you're doing is giving the enemy more momentum to fight you. That lady got restored that night. That lady got renewed that night. And that lady was backslidden. That lady was hurt. That lady's husband was backslidden. That lady, uh, when she began to praise God, amen, and she began to magnify, something happened. Something happened, and she began to pray for a backslidden husband that was hooked on drugs. And a week later, he found himself in the same church she was in, magnifying God and glorifying God. What a coincidence. When she wasn't worshiping, when she wasn't moving, he stayed out the church. But when she started to worship God and hand these situations over to God, he showed up a week later. What are you saying, Brother Seals? I'm saying when you hand things over to God, God is going to do a work. When you hand things over to God, God will make a miracle out of a mess. When you hand these things over to God, you'll see the results. Come on, right where you are, right where you are. Just begin to pray right where you are. Come on, somebody. I want you to pray right now. Oh, God. I'm telling somebody, restoration is in this room right now. Restoration is in this room right now. The enemy will love for you. To get up from this move of God, to get up from this service and to walk out and leave the exact same way you came. I'm not interested in leaving church the same, especially this service. Not because I'm preaching. Uh, it's because of power and the anointing of God uh, that is in this house right now. Not because Brother Shields got the microphone. Uh, it's because God showed up. Uh, and when God shows up, uh, I mean, we can throw this whole schedule out the window. We need to have a move of God. Uh, we can throw the whole schedule out the window. Uh, and we can just worship God. Uh, we can throw the whole schedule out the window. Uh, and just get in tune uh, with the spirit of the almighty God tonight. Life itself uh, will not stop me from lifting my hands. Uh, life itself uh, will not stop me from lifting my voice. Uh, whether they are with me, uh, whether they are against me, uh, whether they love me, uh, whether they hate me, uh, whether my life is a wreck uh, or whether it's not a wreck, uh, nothing by any means uh, will stop me from lifting my hands. That lady, she looked at me. After we prayed for her and she got a breakthrough, she told me everything about her life. I think she thought I was interested in knowing. Move on, Brother Seal. She began to tell me everything about that man being hooked on drugs. She began to tell me everything that used to be in ministry. She used to tell me everything. Hey, just because you in ministry and you fall, that don't mean you can't get back up again. 
She began to tell me how they were mightily used, how they traveled. She began to tell me all these things and then began to tell me all the issues and began to tell me all the situations. But God, I don't know how other way I can put it into words uh, other than but God. No man could do what God did. No man could revive what God revived. It was the hand of God. But God said, you know what? I'm fixing to work. Why is he fixing to work? Because she decided that I'm going to hand my problems over to him. And when she handed her problems over to him, then he started to work. You see, that's what happens when you hand your situations over. It's not the will of God for you to hold on to this nonsense. It's not the will of God for you to hold on to bitterness. It's not the will of God for you to hold on to hurt. It's not the will of God for you to hold on to betrayal. It's not the will of God for you to hold on to this depression. It's not the, oh God help me. It's not the will of God for you to hold on to negativity. It's the will of God for you to get up and move on from the negativity. It's not the will of God for you to be bitter for 10 years. It's the will of God for you to get up and person called me over the phone the other day. I said, Brother Seals, I got an issue. And I looked at him. I said, yeah, you got a lot of issues, bro. He said, I can't pray. I can't get no breakthrough. Why can't you get a breakthrough? I said, I don't know, Brother Seals. I'm just, I just feel broken. Anybody feel that way tonight? I just feel broken. You just feel broken? I just feel broken. He said, and, and not only that, he said, but I'm hurt. Hey, I'm hurt, Brother Seals. And he said, I feel like I can't pray. He said, I want to go to church. I want to lift my hands. He said, but every time I do, God help me, I feel the hurting. I feel the pain again. It's like another strike that the enemy's giving me every time I lift my hands in worship. I said, what do you do after you feel that? I put my hands down. I said, problem number one. The problem is you put your hands down when the enemy comes against you. The problem is you put your guards down when the enemy comes against you. I said, who do you got a fence against? He began to tell me. I said, never mind, don't tell me all that. I said, how about you call them? How about you call them and you make it right? I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. God help me. I said, why don't you call them and you make it right with them? And, you want you, and then call me after that. He called them. Called me a few hours later. Man, brother, I feel different. I said, how do you feel? He said, I feel better. He said, that was stopping me from worshiping because I was hurt. People are going to hurt you. Are you hearing me tonight? People are going to hurt you left and right. People are going to forsake you left and right. But I got news for you. God won't do that. I feel better, man. He said, Brother Seth, that's why I couldn't worship. That's why I couldn't pray. That's why I couldn't. Because I was holding on to hurt that happened eight years ago. I said, when you let these things go, God help me. I said, when you let that go, seriously, when you let that go, I said, you'll stay with that freedom. But I said, as long as you labor in bitterness and hurt, the enemy got you right where he was. 
That man said, I can't wait till I get to the house of God to worship. I can't wait till, oh God help me. I can't wait till I get to the house of God. That's ought to be your mentality tonight. I've been hurt and I've been broken, but I can't wait to get to the house of God. I've made mistakes and I've messed up, but I can't wait to get to the house. This should not be the place you forsake. This should be the place you run to. I didn't make mistakes, but I'm so glad to be in the house of God. My life's a wreck, but I'm so glad to be in. Anybody feel that way tonight or oh, is this brother seals is it just me or are you glad or are you excited to be in the house of God oftentimes I could scan the crowd and see who's holding on the thing it's not hard I'm telling you folks think they hide stuff they don't hide stuff I mean they think they, they think brother seals don't know but I I, I know and so uh, it's easy to scan the crowd uh, and see folks who's hurting, uh, folks who's broken, uh, folks who's bitter. And then it's easy to see them same people that are in that same issue sitting back doing this. Because you know you need to be at that altar. God help me tonight. You know you need to be lifting your hands. But this attitude that comes with being hurt, there's an attitude that comes with being bitter that says I'm not doing anything because of the situations that I've been through. The longer you're in that mode, the longer you stay there. The longer you got that attitude, the longer you stay there. Whether they say, you know what, I've been hurt. I've been broken. I've been betrayed. But I'm coming to this altar tonight. I've been messed up. But I'm coming to this altar tonight. My life is not perfect, but I'm coming to this altar tonight. Lift your hands all over this house right now. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to stand all over this house with me. If you're not already standing, I want you to stand to your feet tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost leading me in this direction. I mean, I really feel led to tell somebody tonight, if you would pray and if you would push, I mean, those feelings that I just preached about, it's going to fall off of you tonight. If you would just pray and if you would just push, you're going to get back up on your feet again. Come on, though I fail, though I may have fallen, I'm in the hands of God. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I'm talking to somebody tonight. I just want to tell you tonight, don't be weary in well-doing. In due season, you'll reap what you Lift your hands right now all over this house. Come on, somebody. It's going to take some effort, but God is telling you to do it. It's going to take some effort, but God is telling you to do it tonight. Come on, I want you to push. I want you to pray. I'm not staying in this mode no more. I'm not staying in hurt no more. I'm not staying in depression no more. I'm not staying in fear no more. I'm talking to somebody right now. You've been struggling a mighty long time. And the hand of God is saying, if you would just push. I typically don't do this. I mean, but I want the singers to come back to, to this microphone tonight. 
that very last song you were singing, I mean, really spoke to my spirit tonight. I mean, and I really feel like as they begin to sing that song was when I begin to feel the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I mean, flood this sanctuary tonight. I mean, I don't know about you tonight, but I don't want to leave this place broken. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm not interested in leaving this place the same. I don't know, God help me today. I don't know about you tonight, but the amount of anointing and the tugging that I feel on the Lord right now, I mean, it'd be a shame for me to walk out this service and I just say, I'll be back Wednesday. The opportunity is presented now. And I'm telling you tonight, God is saying, you gotta let, it's going to get real tight in here in the next couple of seconds. It gotta, you got to let go of some things, some things that have held you back, some things you may say, I don't want to let go of, some things you may say, I want to keep holding on to because they hurt me. I'm talking to some hurt people tonight. God is saying to let it go. God is saying to move on now. God is saying, I got more in store for you. Come on, somebody. It's time to move on now. It's time to move on now. It's time to move on now. I wish you'll understand what I'm saying tonight. It's time to move on now. God don't want you to stay put. It's time to move on. I said, lift your voices right now. Lift your voices all over this house right now. I'm going to invite you to this altar tonight. Sing and lead us into worship. Amen. The hand of God is in this room. The hand of God is in this room. Restoration is in this room. I'm telling somebody something. Broken hearts will be mended tonight. I said broken hearts will be mended tonight. But you gotta let go tonight. You gotta let go tonight. Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast.